Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Well, these Fridays seem to come around very quickly, the older you get. Chris Nelson, good morning to you. Good morning, Mark. They certainly do, and uh, they're not getting any drier these Fridays no, either. No, it's been uh, a tough week uh, for all the codes, and we'll speak to Luke Gatehouse on the program shortly from the Brisbane Greyhound Racing Club, who was celebrating the fact that they returned to racing oh. last week and the big winter carnival starting, and then the rains come again, Ten, excuse me, 10 weeks with no racing, and then the rain came again, and last night's meeting was moved. It's been postponed. It'll be held next Thursday, I believe. But Luke is currently at Albion Park waiting for a track inspection to mm. see um, when they can get back on. So we'll we'll chat with Luke um, in around 15 minutes from now. Of course, we've had a whole, a, a plethora, Chris, we've had a plethora. plethora. It's of, a good word, that, isn't it? A plethora of meetings <laughs> moved and cancelled. What have you got? Well, at this stage, we've got the Sunshine Coast Sunday turf meeting transferred to the poly track. That was always going to be a given. The Gold Coast tomorrow is a heavy 10, and I would say, if I was a betting man, Mark, that uh, it will be moved to the Sunshine Coast poly track as well. Not confirmed at this stage. Kilcoy, which was set down for today, has been transferred to Toowoomba on Tuesday. So that's where we stand at the moment. Uh, there's a few other cancelled meetings or abandoned meetings that are non-tabs. Bundaberg, I know, is one of those. Just came through this morning. So there's a lot of meetings gone um, by the wayside and there's other meetings that have been transferred. So there will uh, be more. Yeah, Rocky tomorrow. Yeah, Rocky's uh, gone, I think. Yeah, yep. yep. So it's gone. So it's, um, yeah, it's been a tough, tough time. And this is so, not so unseasonal, the rain at yeah. this time of year. Normally, this is the best time of year in southeast Queensland because the humidity has disappeared and we've still got the warm days, the, the cooler nights. Um, but... Not now, getting any of that, are no, we? the rain has just been extraordinary. So the good news, I suppose, is that Eagle Farm is back ready to race. Well, and the irony is that Eagle Farm has now saved Doombin. It's take yeah. And how many years or how long did we have Doombin saving Eagle Farm? It went yeah. on for years and years and years. And now Eagle Farm has returned the favour. And look, look that's, that's where we should be racing under these conditions. I know it's not easy to transfer a meeting at the last minute, especially when it's a major carnival meeting. It's not just the horses and the trainers. It's the... It's the infrastructure, the hospitality, the corporates, all that sort of thing has to be changed. So they did the right thing in calling that on Thursday morning, nice and early. Uh, So everybody was organised. None of the corporates or the hospitality will miss out on anything. That'll still operate perfectly. Uh, And Eagle Farm will, I I would say there's no way Nomi would have raced at Doombin had we have uh, stayed there. And then we would have had to have a meeting somewhere during the week. Uh, which is never perfect for the never ideal for the horses programs mm. uh, in the carnival. So, so good move. Uh, I don't know if we can do it again next week. I don't know what next week has in store. I still see rain in the forecast. Nothing like this. Nothing week like this week at no. this stage. Yep. Uh, but yeah, hopefully we'll get back to doing. But next Saturday, and look, it's going to be some sort of wet track. It won't dry out. That's for sure. No, nothing dries at the no, moment. That, that's the that point. Weather, even even if it stops raining, yep. um, nothing dries. Yep. Even. Nothing, nothing at all. Everything, all, and... There's I mean, no baking sun, well, is no, there? No, well, at my place, all the doors have swelled because yeah. of the water can't shut doors to bedrooms and bathrooms and all that sort of stuff. Towels, 
you know, still wet 24 hours after a yeah. shower and all that sort of stuff. So it's that which, sort of conditions at the moment. Which, as you say, is odd because that means the humidity is still up. And this time of year, we don't have humidity. Well, there's all. no drying no. weather. It's no drying weather. Luke Gatehouse has just sent me a video, so I'll have a look at that. Yep. He must be sending me the video of Albion Park. Um, I reckon Paddy Wells should get a Channel 7 cameraman to Doombin tomorrow. And just film those arriving at Doombin that have forgotten that it's been transferred to Eagle Farm. There <laughs> Surely there wouldn't be No, anyone. there will be. There always, is, there always is, Chris. There's always someone that doesn't get the memo, right? <laughs> You're normally one of those people that doesn't get what the memo. What are you memo. talking yeah. about? So I reckon there'll be people, I'm not saying jocks or trainers, but no, there'll, you be, hope not. there'll be someone turning up, you know, some media guy will just turn up, or well, someone will turn or, up. Or someone that's all going to, yeah. a, a boy's trip away, someone, and yeah, they're, they're flying in yeah, from Hobart or and, somewhere yeah, like that. And an that owner. Was, yeah. An owner's turned up to Doombin rather than Eagle Farm, and then can't find Eagle Farm. You know, well, from Doom. Even I could find Eagle Farm from Doom. You can't find Capella Bar, though. That's the problem. No, and that's another, I think some trials at Capella Bar have been cancelled as well. That's another track that copped it in the last, yeah. uh, in yeah. the last. Absolutely. Downpour we had, and again, it's going to cop it. Now, what are your highlights? While you're going through your highlights for the week, I'll have a look. I mean, we've got Tony Gollan on the we program have. after 9 o'clock this morning as well. So Looking forward to that. just have a look while you're talking because I don't normally pay much attention. Just at, uh, You're paying less this time. Okay, my number one well. highlight from last week was uh, Rob Heathcote. Of course, Rob had a bit of a uh, an issue there a couple of weeks ago with his horses. Had to be scratched on, uh, on race day. He certainly bounced back last Saturday. He won the, uh, the Gold Coast Guineas with Prince of Boom, just uh, nosing out, unfortunately, sort of state right on the line. And, of course, he won the Archer, the initial running of the Archer with Emerald Kingdom. So well done to Rob. He's got Rothfire going around tomorrow in the Doombin 10,000. He's got Star Tontes going around in uh, an earlier race. I think it's a good thing. So hopefully the, uh, the success carries on for Rob Heathcote. Number two, Zaki. He's back in town, Mark. Back in a big way. He won his second Hollandale Stakes. Easy. Yeah, but tell you what, he was uh, he was a bit full of himself. We put it that way. Mm. He uh, bucked onto the track for uh, for James McDonald. Uh, he wanted to take off in the run. He did everything wrong, but he still got the job done on yep. a track that really didn't suit him. It was that gluey sort of track. He'll be much better at Doombin, even if it is wet, which it will be uh, next Saturday for the Doombin Cup. And I don't know if you spotted this or not, but they ran the Kentucky Derby last Sunday. Morning. I did with uh, the outsider winning. Yeah, did you happen to see? The overhead shot. No, they. I think um, there was a mention that it was a bit like um, the Golden Slipper, sort of in terms of the interference that the winner got was a little bit like. Um, well, no, not really. Okay, so that's not what you're talking about. No, right there, there was an overhead shot. Yep. Um, and it looked like a video game in a way. It's great view. If you if you you can't find it, I might put it up later just as a as a retweet on Twitter. But. The horse that won the race, uh, and his strike, a rich strike, ridden yep. by Sonny Leon's back in the field. Now he's he's four wide at one stage, and he weaves his way through the field, ends up getting along the fence and getting there in the last few bounds. But the runs the jockey had to take, the gaps he took, the last one was nearly a collision with a horse coming from the outside. He squeezed through it. It was the best ride you'd ever see. It okay. really was. So it was a highlight. It wasn't in Queensland. It wasn't even Australia. But it was a it was a ride that uh, yeah you'd go a long way to see on an eighty to one shot. Well, speaking of rides, uh, Steph had uh, a ride um, on the sunny coast during the week, which uh, has captured a bit of attention, and she w- spoke about it. Campai? Campai. Campai, yep. yeah. So what happened was, out of the barriers, the saddle slipped and the breastplate snapped. Now, yep. I've had a look at the race. The horse was in the middle of the track the whole way around and, and led, and then into the straight, Steph could do nothing but just hold on, yep. and the horse 
finished about ninth or something. It wasn't after far the, away. No, it wasn't far away. But I can only imagine the skill involved from Steph to stay on that horse with literally no control yeah. over over the horse other than just to hang on tight and try and steer it straight. Um, and the stewards are investigating, but she obviously copped a bit of flack she did. on she social media. Flack which on is, social media. Uh, she said, I give so much credit to this horse for not reacting and acquitting herself in such a professional manner. We're both lucky to come out of this safely. Yeah. Um, she just, and, as you say, she just had to sit there in the straight, yeah. hold on for dear life and, and do her, her very best. And she did. Yeah. She yeah, did. Absolutely. But, uh, gee, I tell you what, if the horse's, uh, if the horse's saddle hadn't have slipped and the breastplate hadn't have snapped, Gee, it would have been hard to beat because yeah. he was going to the line untouched and it was only probably two lengths off the winner. But it's not in your follow, fold, Should or be in forgive the black for book. some reason. <laughs> it's not in follow, fold, or forgive. It should be a forgive. Yeah, definitely a forgive, but yeah. I can't forgive a every forgive, horse, mate. Well, you can. A forgive and a follow. There's a lot we'll of just add that. That's there. an early follow, fold, or forgive. Now, we'll take a break here on the punters, mate, because this video that uh, Luke has sent me, four people around Albion, the roads are flooded again, cars. It's above wheel oh, height. No. I'll show you during the commercial break. I know it's great radio, but we can't um, actually show it on air. But it is uh, very, very wet at Albion, which, of course, is not far away either from Eagle Farm and Doombin. But that area around Albion always floods near the, the creek there. Um, and so Recky Creek might be under as well. But we better take a break. Other side of the break, we'll come back and speak with uh, Luke Gatehouse from the Brisbane Greyhound Racing Club. It's all thanks to the Tab Queensland Racing Carnival. It's where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. This is The Punters, Mate, on SEN. Yeah, it's been a wet old week. It's been a wet old couple of months in southeast Queensland, and I'm not sure that anyone in the racing industry has been affected as much as the Brisbane Greyhound Racing Club, uh, missing meetings for 10 weeks, and the start of the Winter Carnival was supposed to be last night at Albion Park, and the rain has come at a very bad time, and Luke Gatehouse is waiting for another track inspection this morning and joins us now. G'day, mate. How are you? Good morning, boys. We're just having one of those years. Mm. Extraordinary. I, I showed Chris the video. Sadly, we can't show our listeners the video you just sent me of the water uh, behind Albion Park as the cars once again are driving around with the water basically above wheel height, isn't it? Yeah, so that video was of uh, Park Street and near the corner of Higgs Street, which is basically leads to the, the Greyhound trainers and the Harness trainers car park. So... Uh, Access at this time of the morning is pretty hard, and out the front, uh, at the front entrance of, of Albion, there's a, a bit of water there as well. There, we did expect it yesterday because uh, there was the, the really high tide this morning, plus the the, the water being released and the water just uh, coming out of the sky. So we we did get a chance to make some preparations this time. So we've been able to move equipment and, and get vehicles and and uh, other large equipment up on higher ground. So that's a positive out of it. But, yeah, it's it's not ideal, but we can't beat Mother Nature. No. So yesterday, last night's meeting, which was going to be the start of the Winter Carnival, what's happened to that? Because you had to, to postpone that at about midday yesterday, you were telling me. Yeah, so we've moved it to tomorrow morning. So it'll be a, an 8 o'clock till just before 11 o'clock race meeting. But... Uh, Having seen the the weather forecasts and, and everything, that's that's in doubt at the moment. Today we've got a race meeting today as well, and and that's, we're making a decision on that after nine o'clock. But uh, yeah, look, both meetings looking in doubt at this stage. Not necessarily about the the racing surface, which we we can get tidied up pretty quickly when the rain stops, but uh, more about the safety of 
of participants and greyhounds getting getting to Albion Park because we do have a lot of trainers coming from from the western part of southeast Queensland and and they've copped the worst of it and they're still copying it. So yeah, those decisions will be made pretty quickly today. Is it raining there at the moment, Luke? Uh, no, uh, which is a, a positive. So my track will be fine. It's just that the amount of water, Breakfast Creek is a, a tidal creek and, and also uh, tends to, to come up pretty much even on normal king tides without rain. So when you've got, got large tides and rain, uh, we, we did expect it to come up. So what uh, if you can't get this meeting, uh, last night's meeting held tomorrow, uh, it's an important, because you've got all these heats for your major events coming up, what, what's the, the plan? Uh, we'll be talking with Racing Queensland today if we do make the decision not to go ahead. Um, it may be that uh, we just make those, those two events look a little bit different for next week to, to at least allow those greyhounds to have a run, but those decisions will be made in consultation with, with ourselves and Racing Queensland today. So what impact, we speak about, you know, the horses missing out on runs, is it sort of mirrored for, for the greyhounds, that the, the impact on them if they don't get a run when they're being prepared for a major race? I would imagine it's exactly the same, uh, the ramifications for the trainers, owners and the dogs as it is for the thoroughbreds. Yeah, match fitness is an important thing and it's you know something that, that we suffered with in the, the first flood event because greyhounds weren't able to be worked for, for a couple of weeks when all tracks were out of action and you know, most trainers' facilities were, were pretty wet as well. So, uh, yeah, the, the dogs that are running five and 600 uh, and 700, they actually they need the work and they, they need the, the, uh, the match fitness. So it does have an impact on their preparations. Uh, the shorter course, greyhounds, they sort of come out and just run and go back in their kennels and sleep and then run again. <laughs> and get their um, soft like serve. <laughs> <laughs> and get their soft serve ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. So, mate, the decision that's going to be made this morning with regards to tomorrow and tomorrow morning and uh, tonight, the track you say is okay. So, it's based on the ability of those involved to be able to get to the track. Yeah. And, you know, at with high tides in the morning at the moment, uh, basically we'll have a repeat of that, if not worse, tomorrow morning. That's that's my major concern of, of that video that I showed you guys. Mm. And for the listeners, it was cars basically halfway up their wheels just to, to get down those streets. And we all run with the, if it's flooded, forget it. And I'm looking at the radar now and it looks like we're going to get a bit of a hammering in the next few hours anyway with this, this rain system. So is it your decision, Luke, or to the stu- this is an outside the track and outside, you know, the Greyhounds, um, you know, on the track. So it's a decision made by the Brisbane Greyhound Racing Club as opposed to a, a stewards intervention? Uh, it'll be a consultation between the, the stewards, the club and Racing Queensland. Uh, and we'll come up with a, a joint decision. It basically doesn't sit with, with one, one organisation, these ones. Okay, mate. Well, we better let you get back to it because you've got that inspection in around nine minutes from now. We really appreciate you giving us your time this morning. I feel for you. It's been a tough uh, three months, but uh, fingers crossed the rain disappears or at least eases. Um, but as you mentioned, the high tide coming from the creek uh, doesn't help. But uh, we'll keep in touch, mate. I'll give you a ring in about half an hour and give us an update. Or give us an update when you can, and I'll mention it on, on the punters, mate. Will do. Thanks, guys. Good on you, mate. Thanks, Luke Gatehouse there from the Brisbane Greyhound Racing Club. And, yeah, 
I, I, can I use a cliche and a pun, whatever it may be? It never rains but a pause oh. for the poor um, for Just, Luke and his team. They've done an extraordinary job mm. and having to wait to get all the, the stuff back to be able to get back to racing last week. And then here we go again. Yeah. Hopefully not as bad. Hopefully nowhere near as bad. Yeah, let's hope so. Now, some of the things we didn't get to uh, before the first break, Chris. Um, uh, speaking of inspections, mm. there's a, a pretty important vet inspection today. Yeah, well, all the horses in the 10,000 were uh, vetted yesterday. All okay bar zoo style, who uh, was slightly lame. So we'll have to have another vet inspection this morning. Now, I'm not sure what time that will be. However, Tony Gollan, of course, trains zoo style. And he uh, will be speaking to us just after 9 a.m. So we'll find out from Tony what's happening there. Marzu, the favourite for tomorrow's Doombin 10,000, has been locked into the Everest for the next two years, Mark. That's a big call, isn't it? Mm. That's by John Massara, John Massara's Arrowfield Stud and Star City uh, have linked there. And they have uh, locked in Marzu for the next two Everests. Hopefully the horse does the right thing. Injuries, right. injuries permitting, form permitting, whatever oh, it may right. be, Locked I in. suppose. That's it's the a, horse they've chosen. Yeah, it's a long way down the track, isn't it? So when is the Everest? Uh, in October, the Everest. So we're talking about locked in until October 2023. Yeah. Yep. So 15 months yeah. away as well. Okay. Very elegant. Of course, won the Melbourne Cup last year. Mm. Uh, Chris Waller, look, there were plans the owners wanted to take this horse overseas and tackle the Arc de Triomphe. In Paris, uh, Chris Waller earlier in the year put out a statement to say they've decided not to take the mayor there, seven-year-old mayor. But the owners have decided now they're going to go and they're going to uh, take the horse off, Chris Waller, and give it to a French trainer. So they're going to have a crack at the uh, the Arc de Triomphe later this year. We're going to take a break here on The Punters, mate. Other side of the break, we've got a little uh, um, interview with Tony Gollan coming up after 9 o'clock this morning. So looking forward to that. But this is the punters, mate. Thanks to the Tab Queensland Racing Carnival featuring Stradbroke season. It's where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. This is the punters, mate, on SEN. Good morning to those just joining us. The punters, mate, on a Friday morning. For those that have been with us for the first half hour, welcome back. Chris Nelson and Mark Braybrook on this wet Friday morning in southeast Queensland. Uh, The meeting this week uh, for the Doombin 10,000 has been moved to Eagle Farm tomorrow. In the first half hour, we just spoke with uh, Luke Gatehouse from the Brisbane Greyhound Racing Club. They're, as we speak, undergoing an inspection to see whether today's Greyhound Racing will go ahead at Albion Park. The first meeting of their winter carnival on Thursday night was postponed and moved to... 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. Luke would not be happy about that. <laughs> he wouldn't be, but, but I don't right, think it's going to go ahead. First, no, I, well, <laughs> and the reason being for Albion Park is not because of the state of the track or anything like that. No. It's because of access to Albion Park around Breakfast Creek that those that don't know southeast Queensland, Breakfast Creek is Breakfast Creek. It is an actual creek and it's a tidal creek and it floods even in a little bit of rain with the king tides and the really high tides. And Luke sent us a video of cars in the streets around Albion Park, literally with the water above wheel height. And if it's flooded, forget it. Um, and so that's their motto. That's the motto of Queensland, the government, etc. And I would imagine they will err on the side of caution, despite the fact it's going to cost them a couple of meetings and a, a difficult couple of meetings as well. The fact that the trainers and the greyhounds can't get to Albion Park safely will mean sadly for Albion Park that have had 10 weeks on the sideline no. and only just come back. They'll miss out today and tomorrow morning, the first um, meeting of their winter carnival is going to be, um, well, 
abandoned, basically, because they won't have time and they'll have to restructure next Thursday night's meeting to try and get those dogs that were going to qualify for finals into some sort of uh, new system. Now, um, while we have that news on Albion Park, we do know that Doombin is off to Eagle Farm. That decision was made uh, earlier in the week on Thursday morning, which was um, a very good decision to be made. And so everyone is clear that we're racing tomorrow at Eagle Farm. Tony Gollan has... Uh, a plethora, I'll use that word again, Chris, plethora Twice of horses running tomorrow at Eagle Farm. And it's a very busy time for him because Zoo Style's getting inspected, as you said again. And so Tony, as he always does, has given us some of his time and joins us this morning. G'day, mate. How are you? Yeah, good morning, guys. Tony, your um, thoughts when they did move that from Doom to Eagle Farm, a fair call and a good call to do it uh, a couple of days out from the meeting? Yeah, very good call. Look, it'd give the meeting a lot of certainty, didn't it? You know, the weather was very uh, very certain with their predictions we we're going to get a lot of rain, and we have. I think we went five inches, I think I heard, this morning for the week. So, look, we'd be unlikely to be even be able to race at Doombin. So mm. it gave the meeting certainty, and what's going to be amazing, I think they've got the track as a soft six. Yeah. I'd be shocked if it's worse than a five, to be honest. Really? Have you been right. on it this morning? Yeah, I definitely. No, we weren't on the course proper this morning, but we were on the course proper on Tuesday. Yep. I think we had an inch or so by that stage. And, um, and it was certainly... Um, it was certainly just a really nice gallop surface. Yeah. Uh, now, it was a really nice gallop surface. Zoo style, Tony. Uh, vet inspection yesterday uh, turned up that he was a little bit lame. Uh, we know he has to go on another inspection or undergo another inspection this morning. Has that taken place yet? No, it hasn't. It'll be um, Saturday morning. Oh, Saturday morning. Um, okay. It'll be, yeah, Saturday morning, about 7 o'clock. We just tried him up ourselves this morning and... He's um he's basically spot on. So he must have just stood on something there on Wednesday morning. Actually worked good Tuesday. Trotted up nice and sound post gallop, and uh, the stewards come and have a look at him on Wednesday morning. He actually canned around oh, about an hour or two earlier, and he was beautiful and sound under saddle. It wasn't a problem when we got him out of the box. He was he was lame and he had a bit of bruising to an inside heel, uh, where it looks like he'd stood on something. He was inside the bar area there. So look, with a lot of rain around and you know soft feet and etc etc, it doesn't take much to stand on a rock and they get a bit ouchy. But you know even by that afternoon when we three-quartered the shoe and polished it, etc. He was just about spot on. So he's all but 100% right at the moment. So I'm not too concerned about that. Doing the speed, Matt, there doesn't look to be a lot of speed in the 10,000. Uh, he and Rothfire, to my eye, look the only two, really. Yeah, well, there certainly is when he's in the race, that's for yeah. sure. Um, he certainly he certainly looks uh, the leader, I think. I'd, I'd be surprised if they tried to lead him on Rothfire. I think yep. they'll try and take a, take a sit. You know, I think Rob was critical enough the other day. He didn't really want to leave the other day. So I think that he'll be happy to take a trail off Zoo Style and they should be able to control the tempo and, and give every horse, including themselves, every chance. Now, you've got four in the race. Uh, Vega won, I'm suggesting, and, and reading uh, from what you've said and seeing you know, your social media posts as well, he's going to take another run, you'd think? Yeah, I just missed that one trial going into that first up run and just put me on the back foot. It's always been a tight prep with him. He's made really good improvement in two weeks. I expect him to run better again Saturday, but I really expect to see him hit his traps for the Kingsford Smith and the Stradbroke. Baller, you were a little bit disappointed with that run first up in the victory? Yeah, I was. I was very disappointed. I think this track will suit him a lot better tomorrow. Um, I know I was rated a good four the other day. I'm probably critical of that rating. I thought it raced a lot firmer than that, and I think that showed in the horse's action. I think you'll see his action a lot better tomorrow with that little bit of cut in the ground. He's He's a big, heavy horse, and he does just like getting his toe into the ground a bit, and he'll be able to do that tomorrow. 
Now, the Mayor Isotope, uh, she's got a great chance. We know she failed uh, in Sydney in the Galaxy, but the track just did not suit her that day. Not going to be anything like that tomorrow. How's she been going? Is she coming along well? Yeah, really good, you know, and I guess she probably does hope the zoo style and Roth fire just sort of take each other take each other on a little bit, string out if she can sort of get in third pair or just forward of midfield. Um, there's no reason she couldn't run really well. All right. So obviously, if I had to ask you your best of the four, it wouldn't be Vega one or Baller. Probably out of zoo style and isotope. Oh, I'd be isotope, mate. She's my best chance. We've set it for ten thousand, a long time out, and you know, I was she's one horse. I was really pleased to see the meeting get shifted to, to Eagle Farm. All right. I just go back a little bit earlier in the day uh, in race five, the Spirit of Boom. You've got Capital Tower going around first up, unbeaten. Can we keep the uh, winning record intact? Yeah, it was very interesting. We certainly raised the bar a lot on him in this race. He's a lot tougher race than he's been in. Um, he's a really impressive colt. I know he doesn't win by big margins, but he just does what he has to do to win. And you know, I really think he can win again. I love the way he's drawn low. He's, he's got a beautiful racing pattern. He can just sit just behind the speed, and he can give his backers every chance. I think he's a really nice colt, and you'll see that tomorrow. Ash Grove in the rough habit, drawn poorly, but uh, I thought the run last start was good. Yeah, he was really good. He just got hung up in, a, in an interesting spot there on the corner. He just couldn't get into the race as he wanted. The winner was actually on his back, come to the inside and got a clean run. I just don't know what Jamie will do from out there. He's probably a lot more versatile. This prep you could go forward if you wanted to. Um, I'll probably leave it up to her and just see how the track plays. But to my mind, I haven't got any queries at the 2100 with him. I think he's a more settled, more relaxed horse now. and It's a race I'm looking forward to with him. And hopefully he can show us he's a derby horse after tomorrow. Now, you've got a lot of other runners. I won't go through all of them, but just a couple of horses I did want to ask you about from uh, from last week. Obviously, uh, Natuno, gone for a break now. That was a good, tough win, I thought. Yeah, I don't think you saw the best of him, no. Chris. He, he didn't have that same action, did he, what you saw at Doom and on that real boggy ground last week. They were really getting into that track at the Gold Coast, and he, he, he just couldn't see how good he was, which is a bit of a shame. But, you know, he was in that position last week. He was there to be beaten, and he found a way to win, so... I was awfully proud of him, and he's going to come back a, a really nice three-year-old for the stable and his, and his connection. Yeah, we see when we race at the Gold Coast on a heavy track, it's just a different sort of heavy, isn't it? It's a lot gluier than the other tracks. Yeah. Yeah, they were getting into a quite deep two last week. They were really, I mean, they've raced, that track's been heavy down there every week for yeah. I don't know how many weeks now. and they do, they do a good job to get us to the races there every week, and it was just full of feel. They were just bogging in quite deep, and you're right, it was quite puggy. So you could just see the horse couldn't use his action like you saw at Doom in the start prior. Now, the one I wanted to ask you about was the Mayor Bonham. I gave her a chance last week. I'm going to wipe the run completely because she was on the wrong part of the track there and it might not have suited her as well. Is she going okay? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I just thought she had a yeah, great chance did. in that race. Yeah, she's going okay. She probably got back a lot further than I, than I anticipated. She sort of half slipped out the gates and put us into an awkward position straight away. Um, I think she'd be better ridden a bit further forward. I'll take the crossover tongue and tongue tie off her. Um, I think it was a hidden good run the other day. She was well down in that. And that inside section, and Ryan was very kind on the last 100. I think you'll see a big improvement around Doom in Saturday week. Yeah, she was she was still there with a chance at the 200-metre mark, but as you say, she, he was kind to her, and it just was, wasn't the place to be where she was. No, definitely not. You know, and probably first up, 1,400 in that really heavy track. I was sort of glad he was kind on her late. Yep. Um, I think you'll see a really nice run second up, probably in Philly's Amir's grade at a mile. She's probably not any better than that listed, probably Group 3 level. I know she was a Group 1 filly in New Zealand, but that's probably her level there, that listed level, what we saw last week. Tony, thanks for your time, mate. I know you're busy. Really appreciate it. Uh, Heels has just sent me a text. How's Greylander? 
<laughs> he's two stone lighter, Tully. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I will. He's, dri- he's driving me nuts. Thanks for your time, mate. All right. See you, mate. See you, guys. Tony, Bye. Tony, Tony Bye. Gone, one of our trainers, one of our many trainers we have in the racing league that Heels is uh, looking after for us. Our Greylander was gelded a couple of weeks back. So how long before we see him back, do you reckon, then? Has he trials? You wouldn't know. Heels doesn't know. let you know those things, does he? Race, last race was in March. Yes, yeah. yes. So, anyway. Look, he probably would have trialled this I week, can't but keep they cancelled the trials. So, that, that's not helping. I can't keep up with them all. I mean, Greylander, we had what, a hot spring gold scratch last week. Your poor April in Augusta got scratched as well. Everything's being scratched. She's nominated or accepted for about five races over the weekend. So, hopefully, we get a run. Well, Chris Anderson told us last week on the Darling Download about one of our horses that hasn't been named yet out of Flying Artie. Flying think, Artie, yeah, yep. That he reckons yeah. is the best of ours, yeah. even though Chris Munns reckons shooting for gold. Or Terry Kennedy said no, shooting uh, for gold was the Hot best. Hot Springs gold. Hot Springs gold. Hot Springs Shoot, gold. Shooting, gold, shooting for gold, we're talking about a little bit you'd, later. You'd wish you had that one, well, shooting we, for gold. Oh, Hot Springs gold may be just as good. You never know. We better take a break. This is the uh, Punters Mate on a Friday morning. Mark Braybrook and Chris Nelson. This is The Punter's Mate on SEN. Well, a big day of racing tomorrow at Eagle Farm with the Doombin 10,000, but there's a big weekend of sport. We've got Magic Round, we've got to AFL, and of course Super Rugby. The Reds have travelled overseas to take on the Blues in Auckland. Let's get a betting update. Thanks to CrossBet with Scott Cross, who is back from the Northern Territory, I hope, back into a beautiful, sunny Brisbane morning. Scott, how are you? Mate, I'm very well, except it's certainly uh, not sunny here. <laughs> should have stayed up there. I know. I should have. Yeah, what about the weather? Well, anyway, it's a big weekend. Let's start with Magic Round because it gets underway today. Um as the rain is eased at the moment, but they reckon it's going to come back again. We've got the Broncos taking on Manly tonight. Second game up on Suncorp Stadium. This, along with Melbourne and Penrith tomorrow night, this is going to be a terrific game. Oh, look, I think it's going to be a fantastic weekend uh, here for Magic Round. I I don't know whether I'd want to be playing on Sunday if the rain continues. It's going to be a very muddy track. However, the Broncos, uh, $2.35. Manly are the favourite at $1.60. Um, the line's three and a half. I'm actually going to take the Broncos three and a half here. Reynolds has been on fire, and uh, mate, the Broncos have actually been playing quite well lately. Yeah, uh, that's that's pretty good value for the Broncos, I reckon. Uh, you know, the the conditions always bring teams closer together, but I reckon the Broncos are going all right. So, okay, that's interesting. What about the big game tomorrow night, Melbourne and Penrith? How do you split that? Oh, look, it is toss of a coin. Look, Storm's $2.15. Uh, we've got Penrith at $1.70. The line's two and a half. Look, this could go either way. They're the top two teams. There seems to be daylight between these two and, uh, and everyone else, and it's the uh, it's the game in the round. I'll certainly be watching, uh, uh, but I actually think Penrith will probably take this one. Yeah, I think the injuries last week to Melbourne came at a bad – well, they did come at a bad time with this game, losing Pappenhausen and also Remus Smith, but they have this mentality, the Melbourne Storm of next man up, and you can never discount Melbourne, so that's pretty good odds uh, for the Storm, but they, they can't keep – copping injuries. Eventually, it'll have to catch up with them, but uh, fingers crossed it's a good game tomorrow night. Talking about a team that needs to win, the Titans take on the Dragons. That's the game before Melbourne and Penrith tomorrow. Absolutely, and a very close one in the betting as well. Titans $1.95, the Dragons $1.85. As you said, the Titans need to win this. Uh, It's not looking very good for them at the moment, so look, 
I would probably the the head says and go with the uh, with the dragons, but the heart says let's hope for the Titans can get a win this round. I don't know. I could back either of them. I'd be nervous if I was backing either of them, and it's almost oh, like I think I'd probably stay away. Yeah, it's almost it's almost like um, you know, Chris, when you talk about horses and they, oh, we need to see them do it before we tip them or mm. back them. The mm. the, the dragons, uh, but the Titans certainly. Show me what you've got before I start tipping you again. But they're up against a team that. Let alone putting your money on them. Absolutely. So that's uh, the NRL. Now your Reds have headed across to New Zealand to take on the Blues at Eden Park. They haven't won at Eden Park in ten years. Having said that, they haven't been to Auckland for four. But it is one of, if not the most difficult Super Rugby match to play, isn't it? Or uh, the Blues in Auckland. Oh, look, I, I was going to say, I didn't actually know the stats, but I was sure we haven't won over there since Expo 88. The Reds are $8. The eight. Blues are $1.08. Yes, wow. we're, eight, we're eight bucks. The Blues are $1.08. The line is 19 and a half. I, I'd hate to say it. We've got McRide out. We've got Tupo out. Um, James O'Connor returns, but I think I'll be watching this one through my fingers, and I think the Blues will easily cover the line, unfortunately. Okay, yeah, it's always going to be tough for them, and I think they play again in New Zealand the week after as well. Now, the AFL, the Lions head to Adelaide. I think we've got some good news here. The Lions are four twenty-two. Adelaide is $4.25. Uh, I think this is uh, another one that the Lions pick up a win here. They're, they're on fire. The Lions 26 and a half, and they'll probably cover that as well. The Lions are just on fire, and I think they're currently sitting third on the ladder. Now, the Suns have got a big task. They did take on Sydney and beat them in Sydney last week, but they welcome Frio to Metricon Stadium on Sunday. Fremantle, second on the table. Uh, it's going to be hard for the Suns. Yeah, look, I, I think this is one that you you sort of, you know, you say it's going to be almost a miracle if the Suns can get this up. I think uh, Fremantle is going to run through this and, and get there quite easily. Okay. And finally, the Doombin 10,000 at Eagle Farm, a soft six at the moment. Um, how do you see the Doombin 10,000? The irony of the Doombin 10,000 at Eagle Farm is not lost to me. Probably, no surprise, Marzu's almost had a perfect preparation for this. Uh, four on the trot. The Snowden horse is the favourite at three dollars twenty. However, the market mover is Count De Rupi, and I can't remember that one of you boys tipped him last week, uh, and he's coming off a good uh, good win. He's a market mover. Started at fourteens into nines. There's been a little bit of money around for Kementari and Vega one as well. A small amount for Zoo Style, um, but I, but I'm actually going to tip against Marzu, and I, I I think Count De Rupi might, might look the goods here, especially at nine dollars as value. Can I just ask you, Scott, so if you've got it in front of you, race seven, the race before the 10,000, is the rough habit plate. Yep. And I'm tipping a roughie here, and I'd just like a little bit of a, a money lead to give me some confidence. Number eight, Southern Stock. Southern Stock, yeah. Opened at 21s into 18s. Not a huge That's amount okay. of money for it, but Larry Cassidy, you know, months knows how to train a winner, but uh, it's certainly some money coming forward. It's moved in, but um, uh, look... If, if, the, if, the, if the backing's anything to go on, it's nothing well, there. But who knows? Maybe you've tipped a, a good roughie there. It hasn't gone the other way, so that's a positive. If you, want, if, you want a, if you want a roughie today, I'm, today? Here, I'm heading out to Scone. I'm always, re, always willing to tip my own horse, but Scone Cup today, Profit's having a run. Oh. Okay, so they, Profit's running today. They told me it's going to be very wet there. It rained all night, I just read somewhere. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's a heavy eight at yeah. the moment, unfortunately. Yeah. Lovely part of the world, Scone. Enjoy it, mate, and we'll chat again next week. Take care. All the best. Good on you, mate. That's uh, our betting update. Thanks to Crossbet and Scott Cross. He loves Scone. It's a lovely part of uh, 
the world scone. If you go the New England Highway down to Sydney, you go through scone and all those studs along the road there and beautiful part of the world. I haven't been, Mark, but haven't I can you? tell you I love eating scones. Yeah. Thanks to Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility. We might That might have been the end of Chris Nelson's career. But we need follow, fold or forgive. All righty. Last week at uh, the Gold Coast, we, of course, had that wet track. And as uh, as Tony Gollan said, <clears throat> excuse me, it was a gluey sort of track. So plenty of forgives. We probably forgive every horse that failed. But if I mention all of those, Mark, we'll be here all day. So I've got three, two to follow. The first two. Race two, Mamaragan. Now, Mamaragan's a, a horse that was a good two-year-old. It's a really good two-year-old form. Has gone off the boil, but I thought the run last week was good. Made some good ground late. Sectionals home were quite strong. So Mamaragan, uh, I think, is one to follow going forward. So we'll follow it out of race number two, trained by John Thompson at Ramwick in New South Wales, but I'm sure he's up here for the carnival. Race four, She's a Belter, trained by the Snowdens, ridden by Willie Pike. She's a belter, did a good job. Ran third to Natuno and Midnight in Tokyo in the two-year-old race, the Ken Russell, and was on the inferior part of the track, the inside there, and I thought stuck on well. We're never going to beat the first two, but did a good job to beat the rest. So follow She's a belter. That's S-H-E-E-Z-A, belter. Now, the forgive, uh, race nine, shooting for gold, is the is the one that stands out to me. Did not handle the ground whatsoever, and we thought that might be the case. He's got a good turn of foot, but he can't show that on a heavy, gluey track. Yet he still ran fourth, was beaten seven lengths as a $3.40 favourite. don't know how he could get into that price on that track, but he did. I'd say put a pen through the run, wait for him back on top of the ground if that ever happens, Mark. So they're all f- uh, forgives. I'm going to throw... No, no, no. no so first two are follows, follows. and okay, then sorry. a forgive. Right, I don't listen. Uh, well, maybe so- you should. Sort of state I'm going to throw in there as well yeah, that for was... mine, for follow. Well, I can tell you I tipped sort of state last week and it led all the way down the straight over Prince of Boom and then right on the line. You didn't tell me it was a Cambridge stud yeah, horse. Yeah. yeah. Tony Pike trained. It, uh, it, Prince of Boom right on the line, put its nose down right in front of sort yeah. of state and an inch after the line, sort of state's back in front again. It was yeah. just one of those things. So Follow. Yes. I'm saying well, follow sort of state. The actual the, the stable, Mark Walker actually trains, the stable had said they didn't think it had handled the track, but they had to run the horse to get the run into it for next week. Mm. So if it didn't handle it, did a pretty mm. good job. So you're happy that I put in sort of state? Yeah. 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 I'm surprised you didn't, but anyway. No, no, I didn't yeah. put it in. Yep. Sort of state to follow. To. It's because it's going to stud, standing at Cambridge stud after uh, the winter carnival as well. So they'll want to finish on a high and before it heads off to stud. That's all. Thanks to Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility and Queensland Breeders' number one supporter. The follow, fold or forgive this weekend. Now, the weekend forecast. We've got uh, Eagle Farm, the venue for the Doombin 10,000 meeting. Will we start with the Doombin 10,000 or what do you want to start? Yeah, let's start with the main race, the yep. Group 1, the Doombin 10,000. Look, it's hard to go past Marzu. He's not one of my best of the day, Marzu, but I, I just think he's he's perfectly placed with the give in the ground. Had this have been going or this race been going around on a good track, I'd take him on because I think he's not the same horse on firm ground as he is on wet ground. But it's going to be damp, so he gets the lovely run. Uh, Sam Clipperton rides. You'll be able to just get him across early and probably sit third or fourth behind uh, Rothfire and Zoo Style. As Tony Gollan said, we expect Zoo Style to lead Rothfire. You could find Marzu sitting third, just camped on the two of them. So every chance in the run, a horse that's flying, won four from four this prep and is an absolute swimmer. So Marzu for mine wins the Doombin 10,000. Very keen race four, number 10 star Tontes for Rob Heathcote and Taylor Marshall. 
Went around in the victory stakes, the wait for age race at uh, Eagle Farm two weeks ago. Ran a really good fourth, was finishing off strongly. And that was at the end of 1,200 metres. Uh, of course, she placed in a Group 1 company. She was narrowly beaten by Hinged at Ramwick in the autumn over 1,600. So the step up to 1,400 tomorrow suits her beautifully. Uh, she's back to her own age, the three-year-old's coming out of an open class race behind counter rupee. She's beautifully placed and she should be winning at set weight. So race four, number 10 star Tonte is the best of the day. A horse I've had my eye on both starts this run or this prep race three, number five, Jukon, Chris Waller and Tommy Berry, who's back in town for the uh, carnival, which is great. Jukon, two runs at 1600 meters. The first one just spotted him making late ground. The second one, he stayed at 1,600, which I didn't think suited that much, but he was only beaten a length, and he couldn't quite get a crack at them until about 100 metres from the line behind Kukaracha. That was a doom and a few weeks ago on a heavy eight. Now he gets out to 2,143 metres with the increase in, in trip due to the uh, venue change. Gee, I think he's going to be hard to beat Jukon. Uh, he was one on wet ground. He's one up to 2,400 metres. I think he can win too. So that's race three, number five. And as I mentioned with uh, Scott Cross... Race seven, the Rough Habit Plate. I'm happy to take on these favourites. Character, Dark Destroyer, who uh, who Quinella the Guineas last start. They've got to go from 1,600 up to 2,143, as has my tip number eight, Southern Stock. But I think he's more capable of running the trip out. He's got form over the distance. These two are facing it for the first time. And I don't think they were really attacking the line that strongly in the Guineas. So I'm going to be with Southern Stock at around that $20, $18 each way. And hopefully Larry Cassidy can get us home in the rough habit plate for Chris Munts. So just run through those again. Best bet, race four, number 10, Star Tontes. The next best, race three, number five, Jukon. Uh, the Ruffy, race seven, number eight, Southern Stock. And my uh, Doombin 10,000 tip, race eight, number nine, Mazu. So at the moment, it's a soft six for Eagle Farm. It is a soft six tomorrow. this morning. They've had 52 mils overnight and it, the readings just came through before. It's still a soft six, if you can believe. So if they get the rain that is forecast, it might get to a soft seven potentially. But with the amount of rain we've had this week, Eagle Farm will never be a heavy track. We've had 125 yeah. mils for the week at Eagle Farm, and it's a soft six. Yeah, it will never be a heavy track. No. It's because too... this is record rain for May. Yeah, two yeah. readings off a good four. Yep. Now, we've just I've just had a text while you were talking then with your weekend forecast from Luke Gatehouse. Off today... To Albion Park, so the meeting is off today for the Greyhounds. A call on tomorrow will be made at approximately 4 p.m. today after we know what rain has uh, hit or is incoming. So today's meeting at Albion Park for the Greyhounds is off, and tomorrow they're going to run Thursday night's meeting tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. So there is a, another inspection this afternoon or another decision to be made at 4 o'clock this afternoon. It's not the state of the track. It's the fact that all around Albion Park and Brecky yeah. Creek, because of the creek and the high tides and the amount of rain it can't get um, away, uh, it's extremely difficult for, uh, for trainers and the greyhounds to actually get into Albion Park. So I would imagine uh, the same thing could be on the agenda tomorrow for the harness racing if they can't, if the water levels don't go as well. That's true. Um, so the harness... As you say, it's got nothing to do with the track. Nothing to do with the track at all. Um, so, yeah... Greyhounds off today at Albion Park. Decision on tomorrow morning's meeting will be made at four this afternoon.
So watch this space. Everything's watch this space, yeah. Mark. Eagle Farm is on, though, and it's Definitely. doom in 10,000 day. You have yourself a good week. You too. And we'll chat with you during the week on Breakfast with Patton Hills. We'll be back next Friday morning for the punters, mate. Hope you find a winner or two. Enjoy doom in 10,000 day at Eagle Farm. We'll catch you next week on the punters, mate. And it's all thanks to Racing Queensland. The Tab right Queensland Racing Carnivals where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858.